Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. If you are new to the podcast or you come back regularly and listen, please click like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Please help by liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. Word of mouth is how shows like this reach more people who are interested. Clicking like is free. I sincerely appreciate your interest and support. Like playing poker, self-defense is all about reading people and their intentions. Martial arts and self-defense instructors always talk about awareness. Awareness is important, but if you don't know what you're looking for, it's difficult to build your awareness skills. In today's podcast, I want to give you some tangible things that you can use to build your awareness and perception skills. The easier they are to notice. Before I get into them, let me start by saying that each of us has a level of intuition. We are capable of detecting when someone is sad, upset, angry, agitated, happy, or confused. You don't need to do an academic study of facial microexpressions to pick up on someone's demeanor. You might call it empathy or even good perception, but being able to look at someone and get a feel for their mood or attitude is a good skill to have. This is a more tangible skill than you may think, as law enforcement personnel of all kinds use these skills and are trained in them. Salespeople and those with jobs which rely on getting cooperation and agreement also use these skills in reading people. So do poker players. From a law enforcement perspective, this is often called profiling. The term profiling has gotten a bad rap in the last decade or two because it has been used to describe simply determining whether someone looks like a criminal based on the color of their skin. True profiling goes much deeper than that and has more to do with body language and behavior than skin color. Body language is a fascinating subject. The body and the eyes will often tell the truth when words will tell you lies. Even when someone says nothing, their body language can give strong indicators of their intentions. From a self-defense standpoint, there are aspects to body language which are invaluable to know so you can recognize them when you see them. The reason I brought up intuition a moment ago is that your intuition is far more trustworthy than you probably think it is. In fact, it's almost always right. If something bothers you or doesn't feel right, pay attention to that. For more on this concept, I strongly suggest the book The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. De Becker does an excellent job at describing in detail how our minds go far beyond our conscious perception to detect sights, sounds, and other signals to warn us of potential dangers. We often try to rationalize these signals away because we cannot put our finger on exactly what is causing them. It is uncanny how many times victims will say after a violent encounter that something didn't feel right. Yet they thought they were crazy to worry about someone or something because they had no rational reason to be concerned. Then things went bad and almost all of them say things like, I should have paid attention to my instincts. I say this to reinforce the idea that if you feel in your gut something is wrong, it probably is. It doesn't matter if you cannot put your finger on exactly why. Your instincts are trying to warn you, so listen up. Reading body language uses your instincts and intuition, but what happens when you just have no idea what to be looking for? You might miss things which are important signals to someone's intent. In the case of self-defense, you might be missing some important body language which can tell you that an attack or ambush is about to happen. I'll cover the most common and obvious first, which is called the monkey dance. I came across this term by way of the authors Mark McYoung and Rory Miller. They both have abundant experience in professions which are exposed to a great deal of real-world violence. McYoung comes from a street and bouncing background, and Miller from a street and law enforcement background. The monkey dance is a mutual escalation from loudmouth comments and challenges which lead to physical posturing and often to violence. Most often these are young males who indulge in the monkey dance, but all kinds of people can do it. 
Because the monkey dance is an escalation, it usually starts small with a look or a comment. The first body language to appreciate is the look. That is, the use of the eyes. If you look at someone for a moment and then look away casually, you probably won't have a problem. You look at someone for more than a few seconds, and this can be perceived as a challenge, particularly when you look at them without blinking. This is a huge signal that they are not just looking around, but are looking at you with a raised level of attention. An unblinking stare is something that should definitely be a red flag when you see it. This is the look of a predator who is studying their prey. This kind of look will make normal people feel uncomfortable. The look I'm describing may be the first invitation which initiates the monkey dance, but the monkey dance itself has its own body language. It may start with some heated verbal exchanges, but the body language of the monkey dance involves puffing up the chest, spreading the arms out, jutting the chin out, or shifting the body from side to side. It will probably start small and the movements get bigger and more pronounced as the escalation continues. This behavior comes from the animal world. When a bear is in a physical confrontation, they stand up on their hind legs to look as big as possible. This is a display of their size. They may even roar to scare off a challenger. The monkey dance is the human equivalent, with a lot of shouting and puffing up. These are pretty obvious body language signals, and only a fool would think nothing of them. It is best to spot these things when they are smaller and more subtle. The non-blinking stare is something to look for, definitely. The next thing to watch for is when someone turns their chest to face you directly. This is a very confrontational stance. Perhaps their words are calm, which can disguise their intent. If they turn their chest to you and start to puff up a little, then they are probably taking on a confrontational attitude towards you. They may not even realize they are doing so, but that doesn't matter. As long as you spot it, you can try to change the course of the exchange and avoid escalation. The next body language to look for is when they start moving into your space, and you will notice this as they will move in uncomfortably close. By this point, major red flags should be waving in your head that this person is posing a problem. You may be so focused on what they are saying that you fail to notice the physical statements they are making by how they orient to you and move in. Regardless of what words are coming out of their mouth, pay close attention to the body language. It's very clear that they are asserting themselves physically upon you. I'm sure we've all had that person that no matter what you say, they find something to argue with you about. It's as though they want a confrontation and are determined to be at odds with you. Yes, this is verbal, but violence often begins with verbal exchanges. Some people are very skilled at painting you into a corner that no matter what you say, it will be easy for them to be offended. The old tried and true dialogue goes kind of like this. Hey buddy, are you looking at my sister? Oh no, no I'm not. Well, what are you saying, my sister is ugly? You think you're too good for my sister? Well, you can see where this is likely going. This is a guy who wants a fight and is trying to start one, even if you did nothing wrong and you're not interested. This kind of argumentative person is easy to identify. There are subtle signs to look for that are less obvious that someone is getting geared up to physical violence. Before I get into those, let me say that we humans take a bit to work up into attacking someone or getting into a fight. In doing so, we give off telltale signals of the process. Bouncers and security professionals have a lot of experience spotting this. The better they can do this, the better they can intercept it before the person commits their attack. Very experienced professionals have an uncanny ability to spot people who look like a problem, where normal people would see nothing out of the ordinary. They use profiling to get an idea of what frame of mind someone is in and if they are there to have a good time and relax, or if there is trouble on the horizon. For more on this, check out episode 38, why Self-Defense, The Dark Side of Humanity? 
I go more into profiling in that episode. As people start getting prepared to fight, they may clench and unclench their fists, clench and unclench their teeth, shift back and forth, or pace restlessly. Think of a tiger in a cage, pacing back and forth. They might start loosening up their neck or loosening up their shoulders by flexing them in circles. It's pretty easy to spot someone who is moving around because they are anxious or a little excited. This can be a pre-fight cue. They might start breathing in sharp breaths as well. The monkey dances largely posturing in an attempt to make their target back down. The goal is to be big and scary, to frighten someone away from fighting. The pre-fight cues I described are when somebody is not intending to stop at posturing up, but is really ready to get into a fight. People who want to fight will avoid the monkey dance in favor of an ambush. The reason is that posturing up puts you in a very bad position if your target does decide to hit you. Think about it. Someone stands square up to you and puffs up their chest. Their arms are out wide and they may be even jutting their chin forward. This is an invitation for you to take the first shot. But look at what you would have to hit if you did decide to strike. You have a clear shot to the groin, liver, bladder, solar plexus, throat, neck, and jaw. Any of these has the potential to end a fight with one solid shot. Only a fool would give their opponent so many open targets. That is, unless they were quite sure their target would not take that first shot. Most civilized people know better than to throw the first blow, which is something that thugs will often exploit. Now I'm going to cover a more dangerous beast. That is, a predator who does not engage in the monkey dance in an attempt to impress you. Instead, he wants to set you up for his own first strike. He will maneuver you in subtle ways, and that might be moving in somewhat uncomfortably close so that you back away. He will maneuver you into a corner or a place where your ability to escape is limited. He may put his hands on you like resting his hand on your shoulder. This way he can feel your movements and level of tension. This is far faster and more reliable than watching you. One distinct pre-fight cue is when someone steps into a bladed stance. A bladed stance is where one foot drops back and the body turns slightly. This is a fighting stance and should be a red flag to you. It is a signal which should mean about the same as seeing someone clench their fist. They may not attack you, but this is indicating that an attack may be coming. If you don't respond and move a bit, it could be lights out for you very quickly. If you move or shift to get out of the target zone and you see him adjust to it, you should realize that you are now playing a chess game of position. He is looking for a superior position to execute his attack, and when he has that position, you will have a hard time dealing with it. That maneuver game should be a major red flag to you. Realize when your ability to escape is being shut off or you are being backed into a bad position. There is no standard formula for what to do when you see that happen, but the very first thing you need to do is recognize what is happening. It's best to realize that as early as possible, before it is game over. What I am describing here are self-protection skills. These are skills of observation, awareness, strategy, negotiation, and cunning. If you do these well, you may not need your self-defense skills. Of course, we train for self-defense for when our self-protection skills fail, which they might. It's far easier to be calm and think clearly when you have the confidence that you are ready to deal with physical violence should you need to. The earlier you spot these dangers, the easier they are to apply good strategy and cunning in order to avoid. You have more options to navigate them safely. The bigger the problem gets, the easier it is to notice, but the harder it is to avoid. It's always best to solve problems when they are small, and people's body language will give you those early warning signals. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Martial Side and post a comment. 
The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.